for two. Kickers are extra, I give them the boo. Ooh. Going for two. Sit back, relax while I grab me a brew. Ooh. Now I'm reclining while putting my time and I'm ready to go. My spine is aligning and much my my lineups, my bank account grows. I am so rich, but knowledge is all that I'm leaving it with. Ooh. Listen to this. Multiple options, how far can I get? Ooh. DFS Dynasty Reader, tonight I'm not finishing last. I'm finishing past any and all I am looking to last. This spot is popping and I am so locked in and only opening the door when it is opportunity knocking and all of these spots keep on talking and talking. So what are we talking? We're kind of alarming and running it deep. Even players forgotten or came from the bottom or hitting that topping and this spot is popping. Yeah, this spot is popping. And woo! This is the arm chat. Yeah. Put up your arms. Yeah. Sound the alarm. Yeah. What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode 304 of the Armchair Fantasy Show. I am your host, Jeff Lambert. You can find me on Twitter at JeffLambert77. Of course, we are on the Going For Two Live podcast network, live every Wednesday and Friday night, right here on Facebook Live, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch, and of course, syndicated on all major podcast networks. Uh, It is, of course, our last show of the year. Uh, I'm here with my co-host, as usual, Mr. Tim Strobel. What's up, Tim? Oh, yeah, you know, uh, coming off a really good Christmas, like I said, made some good money, had some great time with the family. Uh, Our picks were fire last week, man. We'll talk about that here in a minute. Absolutely. Absolutely. Gerson here as always. G, what's up? Um, Just kind of glad Christmas is over with. Um, I got some pretty good presents. Um, One of the best presents from my brother's wife. Uh, Shout out to her. Um, She got me a Carhartt jacket coat, like, 150 i know they're like 150 200 bucks nice and i'm like i was like a little kid all over again i got <laughs> i felt like a little i had a, i had a better reaction than all my nephews i was like yeah! awesome good stuff and yeah, tim is man. tim is wearing his one of his presents right there the new the new packers uh yeah, hoodie my there. girlfriend got me the crucial catch hoodie i wanted so pretty good happy stuff. about that good stuff uh as tim mentioned we had a pretty good week let's go ahead and talk about it the weekly rewind Rewind. Rewind. All right, Tim, go ahead and kick us off here. One good, one bad. Yeah, my one good was Devontae Smith. I said last week he was probably my favorite play on the slate. He ended up being one of the best plays on the slate. Basically, every optimal lineup had to have him. Uh, I said that my other lock that wasn't officially my lock was Justin Jefferson, who also went off last week. So uh, I had a few lineups that had both of them in it, and all of them were in the top 10% of GPPs. And I cashed easily in cash. So, nice. Uh, yeah, I'd say I had a nice week. Good stuff. Uh, Gerson. Um, <clears throat> my my one good was uh, the Bears defense. I had almost, I'd say about 80% exposure. I just wanted to get pay up for all the other positions. So yeah. I just kind of went all in on them. And I kind of said it on the show, like, that's the only way I can play, pay up for so many other players. And if you guys remember towards the end of the show, we we said it's either Mahomes or uh, what's his name, Minshew or Bust. And yeah. it turned out it to be right. It was Minshew Mania. Yeah, yep. yeah, it was Minshew Mania. Um, yep. yeah, yeah, that. And then my one bad, um, I actually didn't type it in, but it was, uh, what's his name? I think it was Garrett Wilson. I can't remember. Now I can't see what I got, what I wrote down last week, but it was. There's a wide receiver for sure, but it's just I didn't hit very I didn't do very good on wide receivers. I did better at running back and wide receivers last week, but I mean I was I was in on the Minchumania and Patrick Mahomes stack, 
Oh, my one bad. Now I remember. Geno Smith. Yeah. I saw yeah, that game. Geno Smith. I love that game, and I played a lot of Geno Smith. Along those were my three quarterbacks: Minshew, Geno, and um, what's his name, uh, Mahomes. Mahomes and Geno Smith. I mean, I thought he was gonna like at one point. Someone said he was hurt. I was like, oh, there goes half of my lineup, you know. <laughs> yeah, I didn't mention my one bad with Mark Andrews. Uh, one of the lineups I had that had Jefferson and Smith uh, had Hawkinson. I had like 190 points or something with a five from Mark Andrews. Ouch. <laughs> so that one really hurt, man. Like I could have paid up everywhere else and really hit the nuts. But yeah, to see a top lineup like that with a five when you pay up at tight end, that hurt. Yeah. That could have been a really good day. That's rough. Uh, so my one good, uh, and it was George Kittle. Uh, I, I crushed that one. I said on the show that uh, the commanders looked good against uh, tight ends all year, but it's because they hadn't played any good tight ends. Well, George Kittle lit it up, had two touchdowns. Uh, so definitely uh, hit that one. And then my one bad, and I had him in my cash lineup, and he was pretty popular play, was uh, was J.K. Dobbins. Uh, put up a whopping yeah. of 5.6 points. Definitely not what I was yeah. expecting from him against that team. So Dobbins definitely killed a lot of my lineups. But overall, I crushed it. My cash lineup just crushed it, absolutely crushed it. So uh, had probably my best week of the year, actually. So definitely happy about that. All right, let's go ahead and jump into the slate. Let's talk quarterbacks. All right, kick it off right here at the top, Tim. What you got for your elite tier? Yeah, I'm going to start at the top with uh, Patrick Mahomes. We just talked about it. Every week you pretty much say, is Patrick Mahomes on the slate? Yes, he is. All right. You know, this time he's at home, right? He did well against these same Denver Broncos a few weeks back. But with Jalen Hurts out, he knows this is his MVP season. And he's doing everything he can to capture that trophy. So you, it doesn't matter. You could see a 41-7, to 7, right? As bad as the Broncos are, they gave up 51 to Baker Mayfield. I think we're going to see one of those vintage Patrick Mahomes performances this week. He scores more than 30 DraftKings points to 8,500. I like it. Yeah, good call on the MVP thing because you're right. I mean, he's basically the front runner now with uh, with Hertz being out and being out again this week too. Gerson, what you got for your elite tier? I was really important for Jalen Hurts to win the MVP too. Yeah. Um, I think, to me, I love Patrick Mahomes, obviously. He's number one, uh, like the most elite play. but. I thought I, I kind of I was kind of shocked that I thought on you guys' sheet I thought I was going to be the only one, but Justin Field, um, he only need he needs 196 yards I believe to break the record, yep. right? Yeah, I'm correct. 196 rushing yards over the next two games, break the all-time rushing record for a quarterback. He ran for 147 yards against the Lions in the first meeting, and now he's going to play them in this meeting, indoors in a game that has the highest uh, total. Oh, sign me up, man. And he knows he's going after a record, so he's going to yeah. rush more. And that pass defense hasn't improved. Um, their run defense got a little better, but I don't think that accounted for a running quarterback. Right. Because it's different for a running quarterback, because I believe they allow the most uh, quarterback, uh, most quarterback, most yards for the first quarterback, if I'm yep. correct. Right. Yeah. So give me uh, Justin Field at the, price, at the price tag he has. I'm not afraid to pay up for him. Obviously, I don't think I'm going to stack him. If I do, it's going to be a one-man stack only with the tight end. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you with Fields as well. And you're right. Lions give up the most rushing yards to quarterbacks and second most rushing uh, touchdowns to quarterbacks as well. So uh, Lions definitely not. Yeah, I, don't, not I, oh. I don't think he gets to 196, but he yeah. don't need him to. He has 170 or something like that. He still breaks the slate. Yep, 100%. I, I just want to say, man, like I think Justin Fields, that play that he did last week, 
where he spun around and went to the left corner of the pylon, but like how 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 incredible is that? We live in an era where we're getting so many good quarterbacks. Like I know it's kind of like all right, Tom Brady, get the fuck out of here, <laughs> over, dude. Like we don't care about you no more. But we got a lot of quarterbacks. But yeah, go on. Good yeah. stuff. All right, uh, so y'all took the two elite quarterbacks that I have, so I'll I'll go kick off the mid tier here, and I got uh, I got Trevor Lawrence at Houston, uh, six point two. There was some uh, potential that he might rest. Um, I know they'd come out that the, this game doesn't mean anything for the Jaguars or for the Titans for that matter because it comes down to next week. Uh, there is actually a scenario uh, where the Jags can get the wild card. A lot has to happen, uh, but the one thing that has to happen for sure is they win this game. So I do think they come out and they they play to win. Uh, obviously up, up against Houston, who he's played well against over his career, 6.2. Uh, Houston is better against the pass than they are against the run, but I still think T-Law you know, against some good pass defenses this year has played pretty well, and his price mm-hmm. tag is pretty well where I can fit him in and get a lot of the guys I like in there as well. So uh, T-Law is my mid-tier guy. Uh, Tim, what you got for your mid-tier? Yeah, motivation is kind of the theme of this show this week, right? What teams are motivated, what players are motivated, and who's more motivated right now than one Justin Jefferson, right? We'll obviously talk about him later, but uh, Kirk Cousins, right? I'm going back to it. I've said it last week. I've said it multiple times on this show. Uh, playing Vikings wins me money, right? It was the case last week. It's going to be, and you know, obviously they're playing my Packers this week, but I think this one is going to be more of a high-scoring game. Uh, we've seen Kirk Cousins have multiple games, you know, where he scored more than 20 DraftKings points. And, and most importantly, it's all about the stack. And I think the stack could certainly hit this week. So uh, I actually have him as one of, you know, pretty well projected at points per dollar. Uh, but I also think he gives you a good feeling. Good stuff. Uh, Gerson, go ahead and kick off. I know you have the you have a quarterback there in the in the mid tier. I have him as my value, but go ahead and kick off the value tier for us real quick. <laughs> Uh, okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm going to go to contrarian right I'll let you guys talk about the other guy because I think nobody's going to play him, but this is more like if you need a salary saver. I, I, I honestly think it could be a low GPP play too. Um, Teddy Bridgewater, 5,000. You stack him with Jalen Waddle and uh, what's his name? Um, Tyreek Hill. And then bring him back with like a Jacoby Myers. Um, it can open up a lot of things. But it's gonna it's gonna cost you to get Waddle and Tyreek, but that's why the reason I'll actually allow you to get get him get those guys with uh, Teddy Bridgewater's salary. There is better play at quarterback. I think that's more of a contrarian play. And to me, when everybody's all looking the other way, sometimes I want to play a little bit of looking look, looking the other way. You know, um, yeah. I, I got Teddy Bridgewater right now at one point nine percent ownership. So yeah he's not high on the ownership right now for me that's a good call yeah, yeah. And, and and teddy b is a, you know he's efficient he can get the ball to the to waddle and hill and they can do the rest so if he gets a couple big plays there definitely would pay off um all right uh tim talk about one of your value guys and then i'll get to mine all right well yeah we're running back Minshew mania what are you talking about uh we talked about a second ago Jalen hurts is doubtful he will not play this week i don't expect uh it's going to be Minshew mania again Uh, We saw last week he threw a couple picks, but he kept on slinging it. And I expect it to be the same thing this week against New Orleans Saints. Um, They have motivation to win this game, right? They're still playing for seeding. But uh, also, New Orleans Saints, uh, they get their pick. So by beating them, they get a better pick, right? So they're going to win this game. Uh, Minshew's going to throw it all around. Damn, I didn't think about that. That's smart. Yeah. Yeah. They absolutely want to win this game, so New Orleans gets the worst pick. So. Yeah, uh, Minshew, obviously the guy Jeff's going to talk about here in a second is going to be uh, more popular, but 
I think I can run it back with Minshew Mania for one more week. I like it. I like it. And the guy I'm going to talk about is my lock, lock it, it in. All right, my lock of the week, and he's a be uh, probably the most popular quarterback on the slate. Oh, uh, boy. Home golf, who I've been touting pretty much all season at 5.6 versus Chicago. Um, you know, we know his home splits are ridiculous. I think he's averaging almost 20 points at home, or he's only averaging 13 points on the road. Bears defense is 29th versus the pass this year. Uh, he's playing, you know, obviously for a playoff spot, which is probably the latest the Lions have ever been able to say that, that they're playing for the playoffs. <laughs> so they definitely have a, sure. a chance there. They've got all their guys healthy. Jamal Williams is healthy. DeAndre Swift is healthy. Jamison Williams is healthy. Everybody's ready to go. So this sets up for the perfect chance here for golf to light it up. So uh, at and five points. The highest implied total on the slate, even higher than Kansas City at 29 points. Yep, absolutely. Insane. Absolutely. He's in a smash, smash spot. Um, we do have a couple more guys there. Uh, Tim, you got one more guy that we hadn't talked about yet. Go ahead and talk about him real quick, and then I'll mention one more player. Yeah, it's the return of Mike White. Uh, obviously, all the Jets fans out there were anxiously awaiting Mike White. <laughs> they, had, they had to get through uh, that Zach Wilson, uh, you know. One of the, the backup quarterback, Trevor Mc, I, was a, I can't even remember his name. The running quarterback that came in in the third quarter? Yeah. Oh, Strebler. Strebler, Strebler, yeah. something like Struber? that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was really bad. Like, he called, called up from the practice squad, and they were like, just in case Zach Wilson's really, really bad, we, we might need you to play. Yeah. And sure enough, Zach Wilson was really, really bad. So, Garrett Wilson, uh, Tyler Conklin, Elijah Moore, Corey Davis, they're all very, very happy to see Mike White cleared concussion protocol. Um, the other two guys, Goff and Minshew, will probably be much more popular, at least I expect them to be. But I kind of like the uh, Jet stacks this week. Uh, you know, it puts you in a little bit of a different build and, uh, you know, good you stuff. some good upside there. I mean, we've seen him throw for over 300 yards multiple times, obviously, on DraftKings. And that's kind of the way I think the slate is this week, right? You're going to pay up for MVP Mahomes or, or Justin Fields, or you're going to pay down into the Goff, Minshew, Mike White ring. Yep, agreed. And I had one more guy. This is more just a fun one. This is not anybody that I'm even excited to play, but uh, I have some hard-hitting analysis here. Jared Stidham uh, versus San Francisco at 4.1. And my analysis there that I wrote on the sheet is cheap as fuck because he's just (laughs) 4.1 is just ridiculous. You could fit in a shit ton of players. I'm not saying actually play him, but it'd just be fun to put a line with 4.1 at your quarterback and just see what he can do. I mean, so... This, I'm going to say this because I'm a Raiders fan. I think it's the only moment I ever want to talk about the Raiders like on this show, but I feel like this team is going to turn their back on this game. Like They're all going to turn their back and be like, you know what? Screw you, McDaniel. Screw all you guys. You know, We gave it our best. This is what you guys do. You bench. I mean, I get it. Derek Carr hasn't done great, but it's not like it's totally his fault. Right. He hasn't had all the support from the defense. And yeah, I mean, he threw 14 interceptions, but to treat him like that, yes, and yeah. like, you know, at least just tell him at the end of the season, we're moving on, but to do it two games before the end of the season, yeah, yeah. And, all, and then you got players like Devontae Adams that you just paid 140 million, I believe. I don't know how much it was. Uh, it's not a smart idea, buddy, to create drama during the season. Nope, agreed. And that's actually one of my uh, things I was going to say, too, is there's a scenario where the 49ers get up big early because the Raiders aren't really playing to win, and then Stidham just lights it up in the fourth quarter in jump time, just throwing it all over the field because they've yeah. rested all their players. And 
at 4.1, could be a fun thing just to plug in and see You're who you right. can it was get. Five for 140. And if you remember earlier in the season when Sam Ellinger was quarterback at 4K, everybody considered him a lock. And it shows you just how much value there is on this slate that no one's talking Stidham about Stidham. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100%. All right, let's get to the tight ends. Did somebody say tight ends? All right, uh, tight end there. So do we even want to mention the, the top guy there, copy-paste, Kelsey, 8.1. Play him. Uh, we'll just jump right down into the mid-tier. Tim, what you got for your mid-tier? Yeah, I'll take Evan Ingram. Uh, this is a guy that I've played pretty much all season. You talked about Trevor Lawrence. I think he's a really good play this week against Houston. Uh, Evan Ingram's basically, you know, been one of the best tight ends in football over the last few weeks. You know, he obviously had the big blow-up week that everybody knows about, but he's had, you know, consistent volume in multiple weeks, right? Had seven targets last week, eight we- uh, targets the week before, and then obviously the big week where he had uh, 15 targets, 11 for 162. So it's not just that he's had these, I mean, 21 DraftKings points, 14, and then 42. Like at 4,400, he probably projects as one of the top values, if not the top value. At um, he's certainly one or number two, I think, in most projection sets in terms of value at tight end. So yeah, um, I think there's another guy everybody's going to pay down for that we'll talk about in a minute. But in that mid range, he's my favorite play. Yeah, I like Ingram a lot this week as well. Gerson, what do you have for your mid tier? I mean. As far as the other guy you're talking about is TJ Hawkinson, I'm guessing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, TJ Hawkinson has been one of the best tight ends over like the last five weeks, basically. Basically, since he came over to the Minnesota Vikings, um, the guy getting tar- peppered with target. Um, the only time he didn't do great is when I played him on uh, Thanksgiving slate. That's a lot. <laughs> right. yeah. um, but other than that, he's been smashing up. Like, he's been like, just doing great. Like, what is it? Almost. I think he's the only tight end this year besides Kelsey that's literally broken the slate twice. Like he yeah. did it. He did it once for Detroit, and then he did it again last week. Yeah, so that's true. That's true. I mean, in like we're going back to that game, you know, like uh, I loved. Uh, it's like a little bit sneaky. Cousin Minnesota Green Bay game. It could shoot out Aaron Rodgers. You know, he don't want. He don't want to end the season on a bad note. He, he wants to go out there and put points up. Okay, cool. Who who else better than the Minnesota Vikings? Yeah. I mean, their secondary sucks. And the other thing is, I'm glad we didn't talk about Aaron Rodgers as a quarterback. The industry's talking about it, but we're not doing it. So no, I love the game environment. I love the game environment. Five point four K. He's coming in at almost six uh, percent ownership. And I think that's going to get higher as the week goes on because people are going to start playing the running back values and other value that open up. Yeah, agreed. Uh, in my mid tier, I got. Uh, I'm gonna go with George Kittle again. I mean, he's got two back to back weeks now with two touchdowns. Brock Purdy looks his way consistently. Um, you know, we just mentioned the Raiders; they're bad versus the pass. Actually, dead last versus the pass, and they're probably kind of given up on the season already because they've already benched Derek Carr and just just not a good situation there. So I do think that Kittle can come out and have a pretty big game here at 5.9. Um, I probably won't have a ton of them because he is kind of expensive and there's some better tight ends, I think, that are a little bit cheaper that we just mentioned. But uh, he is a good play with probably the highest ceiling uh, besides Kelsey, obviously, or Hawkinson. Those two, I think, have a similar ceiling. Um, We do have one more guy. Um, I'll just mention him real quick. And uh, uh, we got um, Cole Komet. Actually, you know, Tim, go ahead and talk about Cole Komet real quick and then I'll talk about one more guy. Yeah, I mean, I think Gerson talked about it when we talked about Justin Fields. He's really the only reliable pass catcher for the Chicago Bears, right? Like, there's nobody else there that you feel you're going to stack him with. So, 
you know, I probably won't play Komet naked, but if I'm looking for, you know, like, like, you know, like, I don't think that he's like a good, like, you know, I don't know that he projects well enough as a GPP play outside of infield stack. You know what I mean? I think that if he does well, uh, it's probably because he gets multiple touchdowns and that really benefits field. So yeah, I I'll think, probably have a little some exposure to him, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I, say, I wrote him up in my fancy pros article and I, I don't have the stat in front of me, but I think it's, either four of the last five games or five of the last six games where he's had at least five targets in, in those games. He's been, he's been targeted a lot. And unfortunately he's not getting a lot of yardage or, or touchdowns out of it, but with a tight end at that price point, you know, it doesn't take much. He falls into the end zone one time and you're good to go. Yeah. So, he's had at least five targets in the last four games. I yeah. think that was just that. If Lawrence doesn't play, are we off Ingram? Yeah, we're definitely off, and we're off of pretty much all the Jags if, if Lawrence doesn't play. But I, I heard that they're they're gonna play him, and like I said, there is a scenario that the Jags can lose to Titans next week and get the wild card. A lot of things have to happen, but there is an opportunity for them to make the wild card if they lose to the Titans. So I do think they try to win this game. Yeah, I'll actually make a good analogy to the game last night. Uh, the Cowboys didn't have a whole lot to play. You know, they were up early in that game, uh, and, and they just kept throwing it. Uh, trying to go for the win, and who benefited the most from that? It was Dalton Schultz, right? So yep. I, I could see a similar scenario where Evan Ingram does the same thing, right? Yep. Maybe Christian Kirk doesn't play as many snaps. Maybe Travis Etienne doesn't play as many snaps, uh, but they're going to keep Ingram in there, and uh, he, he could sneak into the uh, red zone a couple times. Agreed. All right, uh, I got one more guy in the mid-tier. I'm just going to mention his name, Tyler Higby. Uh, he kind of became Baker Mayfield's go-to guy last week. It can do that again at 4.6 versus the Chargers. Uh, but let's go ahead and kick off the uh, the value tier here, <laughs> and we'll go to you first, Gerson. Give me one of your value tight ends. So, <clears throat> this is the only guy I really like. Um, it's Tyler Conklin. Um, the guy's going to get peppered with Target and, and with Mike White. When Mike White plays, he it's just that offense opens up so much more, and I have so much more confident in actually playing a Jet uh, wide receiver or tight end. I was shocked when I saw 2.9K because that opens up. So, so much, much. at yep. every yeah. other position. I mean, the other position I want to play, and I say almost every week, is defense and tight end. Those yeah. are the two positions I want to punt. And they've been working out really, really well this whole year because um, Kelsey have only breaking the slate like probably two times on the main slate. Yep. I don't even know about two times. Maybe just one time because he's always on the primetime game. Yeah. He's yeah, always that, playing uh, Monday night, Sunday night, or Thursday night. Yep. You know, that's how it's like. I get that Kelsey can break the slate, but you're paying a price differential $5,000 more almost, you know? Yep. Maybe my math is off on that, $4,000 more. But still, uh, uh, Conquering right, at, yeah, uh, at 2.9K, uh, sign me up. I think he, 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 he got four targets last week, but it was with uh, uh, McGruber or whatever his name was. <laughs> Schroeder, um, Strider, whatever his name is. Yeah, whatever his name was. It, I, hey, you know what? Shout out to him. He came in there and tried to get the, the jet pumped up and everything. And Mike White will do that, you know? So give me Conquin at 2.9K. I'm, I'm only hoping for like probably eight points, 10 yep. points, you know? Yep. Yeah. I don't think he's going to break the slate, but he's not going to kill your lineup. Yeah, and I think the, the Seahawks give up the most points to tight ends too this year. So that's another yeah, reason to play him as well. Tim, what you got for your values? Yeah, I like the Conklin call. Uh, the only other guy I really like if I'm going to pay down is Kate Otten, a guy we've talked about multiple times on this show. He's kind of taken over that tight end role. Earlier in the season, he was kind of splitting with Cameron Brait, and he's really taken over. Uh, last week, he played 84% of snaps. Uh, and then, you know, kind of crazy, if you remember last week, 
Shane Zilstra from the Lions uh, scored all three touchdowns yeah. against this same Carolina Panthers team. So we've seen that they can obviously give up some touchdowns to tight ends. So I'm not projecting uh, three touchdowns by any means, but at 3,200, <laughs> uh, I think he gives you some good exposure to that Tampa Bay Carolina game, which I think will go under owned. Yeah, I like that call a lot. Um, to answer Triple Drizzle's question, this is a two-tick tight end week. I don't think it is no, because there's good so. value at running backs. There's good value at wide receiver. So I'd rather mm-hmm. go that route. And the two tight ends, if you were going to play two tight end, it would be Hawk and um, Ingram. And that would probably cost, that would, you know, you're playing two tight ends. Tight ends is the most volatile position in the industry. And, and, yeah. uh, and the whole slate. You finally basically. saw it hit last week, right? If you had Kittle and Hawkinson, you were, you you were money. had a shot to win. So. Yeah, it's a rare two tight end week. I don't know if it's going to hit two weeks in a row. Yep. Um, all right, so yeah, I had Conklin as as my top value play. I only had two other guys that I even wanted to mention real quick. Just Bellinger, he's been you know decent for the Giants. He actually almost caught a touchdown last week. They get a two point conversion, uh, and then uh, Aikens for the for the uh, the Texans uh, going up against the Jaguars, who are you know pretty bad against the pass at three point one. Just two guys that I've been playing a lot of this year that have the potential to put up some decent numbers. Uh, nothing great, but Conklin definitely is my favorite value tier for sure. All right, let's get to the running backs. It's time for running backs. Running backs. All right, Gerson, kick us off here. What you got for your elite running back? So for running backs, hold on, let me get back up to my running back. Oh, I guess down because our spreadsheet is the other way around. <laughs> so CMC is the chalk, right? Like he's gonna be the guy everybody wants to play. He's not a chalk, shockingly. Uh, um, but he is the best running back on the plate. The price, the problem is, is his price. Yeah. Um, nine thousand, and this 49ers defense is very stout. I expect them to keep the, the Las Vegas Raiders and not score that many points, especially with Jared Stidham there. I mean, guys, Derek Carr is not even gonna be at the game. That tells you anything. Yep. So Jared Stidham, and that's it. And like we, like I've already said, I don't think this Raiders team going to come out there and play their hearts out. They're going to turn their back on the Raiders. Nine um, K for Tristan McCaffrey a lot, but the thing is, is the usage he's been getting. The Niners are a heavy favorite against that Raiders defense. So he 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 can go both ways. Uh, get points like the run through the pass. I mean, he can excel both ways. The game script is perfect for him. But the thing is. That price tag is something you're going to have to pay for. Um, his ownership right now is coming in at 21.6. So it is pretty high. pretty high. There's only one more running back that I haven't projected pretty high. But I think there's another running back that's in the elite chair that I would probably rather pivot to. Yeah, just one thing on Christian McCaffrey that I'm worried about. I have him in my elite tier as well. I think he has to be there. But uh, there's a scenario where the Liners get up big. Uh, and they have start resting players because McCaffrey's been limited for the last three or four weeks with a, with a knee issue. Uh, obviously, we know his, his injury history. The Niners are more or less locked into the three spot, so if they get up yeah. big, Christian McCaffrey could be sitting. Uh, you know, Jordan Mason would be the guy that would fill in for him. Uh, he's a cheap play. I almost put him at my value tier, but I couldn't quite pull the trigger on him. But uh, it's definitely something to, to monitor at nine K. You don't hey. want a guy sitting in the fourth quarter. And his knee issue is a muscle tissue injury. Um, I know Tim have seen this in football. So they have like this little, it's like a little, it looks like a wristband, but it's around your whole knee. And it tightens that muscle tissue, the, uh, the, well, the knee area, whatever. I'm not a doctor, but from what I've read in 
and watch on Twitter. I mean, come on, guys. There's a lot of Twitter doctors. I like those guys. <laughs> Shout out to Doc, too, because uh, the fantasy doc on going for two, he explained it very well. It's just like, imagine a muscle tissue rubbing up and down over and over. It's wear and tear. So that's the reason they're probably going to have to, like, line the load on him. They want him for the playoffs. They don't give a shit about the regular season. Yep. Yeah, at this point, like I said, we're pretty much locked in. There's a scenario we can get number two, but uh, we can't go lower than three. So I do think that they could potentially arrest him. Tim, what you got for your elite? All I was going to say is early in the week before the car news came out, I think CMC was a lock. Yeah. And I think some of that percentage that you're seeing is still people who had them initially projected high. But I think as we get closer to Sunday, uh, a lot of the ownership is going to pivot to one Saquon Barkley. Um, he's probably my favorite elite play this week. Um, in my first lineup that I created, uh, he was in there, and uh, I don't see how I get away from him. The Giants have to win this game. They're still competing for a playoff spot. In the last couple of weeks, they rode Saquon, right? He's looked okay, but now he gets a matchup against Indiana Colts, or sorry, the, the Colts, who have not been good against running backs, right? They've been much better against the pass game. Uh, they're not quite a run funnel, but they are uh, 20th. Right. Uh, so I think that that's the way they go. Right? I think they lean on Saquon on this game. I think he could score. You know, he's projecting me for over 20 points. It comes up with one of my top running back values uh, and he gives you a ceiling. Right. So uh, last week he had 27 points. Right. So if we don't think Christian McCaffrey gets you 27. I don't know who else does. Right. And you save 1500 over Christian McCaffrey. So I'm not saying he's going to give you 27, but he could easily give you 24. And at that point he hits you value. Yep. So. Uh, I don't know how many other running backs on this slate can get you that kind of agreed. Kind of point. Agreed. Um, so y'all took. I only had Christian McCaffrey in my mid or my elites here, so I'll move down into the mid tier, and I'm gonna go with uh, James Conner. Uh, obviously, going up against the Atlanta Falcons, they're terrible against the run. At, he's only seven point two. Uh, you look at his uses over the last few weeks. I mean, he had 15 carries with eight targets last week. He had 16 carries with five targets the week before that. 15 carries in seven week before that. He's getting a ton, a ton of usage. I know this this team isn't very good, uh, but that kind of usage against that that terrible defense, I can definitely see him putting up some good points. Uh, I think I did hear that they're going to be going to their third quarterback, right? I believe I saw that um, Colt McCoy is not going to play now. Yeah, that, that's my biggest worry right there, uh, David Blau. I mean, I was all, all in on. I mean, I love James Conner with uh, what's his name, uh, Colt McCoy, because he can actually move the ball. Believe it or not, Colt McCoy is like. 37 years old. I could not believe that when I saw it. Yeah, been I was around like, for a while. Damn, I feel old now, you know? But <laughs> I know. he actually I can move the ball. And I can't remember the last time David Blau can actually move a, a, a football. So yeah. um, that is I don't a have that concern. much confidence in him. And that's yeah, why that I used to. Yeah, I was on Connor quite a bit. But then when they said that Blau was going to be the quarterback, I'm like, ugh. Yeah, it definitely does hurt him for sure. I, I, I do think Connor still gets a ton of usage in that Atlanta bat on defense. It's pretty awful. Um, so he's still viable, but not as popular as he was earlier in the week when Colt McCoy was going to be the quarterback. I agree. Tim, what you got for your mid-tier? Yeah, probably my favorite running back in this range is going to be Ramondre Stevenson. Gerson uh, talked about earlier, two is out. They're turning to Teddy Bridgewater. I don't think Teddy Bridgewater runs away with this game. So I think as long as it stays close, they're going to run Ramondre Stevenson. He, I, same thing we were talking about, um, you know, a couple times before. He's taken over this backfield. You know, even when Damian Harris is healthy, uh, they're not really using Damian Harris, right? I don't know if they're preparing to cut him after the season and don't want to pay him injury money or what it is. But last week he was available to play, and Ramondre still played 91% of the snaps. So I think we see the same thing in this game. 
uh, you know, he's 6,800, right? So I, I think he's priced right. I think he could, you know, we talk about guys that can give you 25 plus points. I think he's one of them. And again, he's 1,200 less than Saquon. So uh, I think if I'm going to pay down from Saquon, it's probably going to be Ramondre Steve. I like that call. Uh, we have a question in the chat here, Gerson, and I'm going to go to you since you're the, uh, the Raiders uh, fan here. Uh, Joe wants to know your thoughts on, on Josh Jacobs this week. What are your thoughts on him against that $40 defense? Yeah, I don't know how much longer I'm going to be a Raiders fan, to be honest. <laughs> um, yeah, um, I think I understand it because they probably got a lot of volume. But the thing is, the Raiders are going to be playing from behind for sure. And I'm out because that run defense is sick. They're the number one run defense in the league, I believe, yep. or at least top three. But that run defense is just going to smoke them. It's going to spread up. And again, I keep saying this over and over. This, this team is not motivated. Benching Carr was the biggest mistake they could have done this whole season. Yep. I understand it wasn't, he wasn't great, but he could move the ball. There's a reason why you're a top, what, top 10 scoring offense at least. Yeah. But I'm yeah. out on Jacob. There's a lot of other good plays. Um, I don't think it'll be sneaky either. It won't be a good, it won't be a good play because that defense is just stout, man. Yeah, you don't play running back against San Francisco. It's really that easy. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Uh, what do you have for your mid-tier, Gerson? Uh, for mid-tier, sorry. I, you caught me off guard here. Sorry. Um, <laughs> he was up in his Raiders field. Yeah. Well, it's been a long week, man. I mean, think about it. It's almost like Aaron Rodgers, what he's been this whole season. You know? I was going to say, it's been a rough season. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so Travis Etienne to me, I couldn't believe his price tag, especially in this kind of game environment. Uh, 6.4K, we've been doing this over and over and over and over. What? Playing running back against the Houston Texans, right? Yeah, it's like, so I'm not going to go off that. Um, he finally got the volume he deserved, right? I believe he got over 22 carries last week. I could be wrong, though. Um, but I'm going to play him in the CNAs. I'm kind of worried that. If I don't, if Trevor Lawrence sits, that only means better for Travis Etienne. They're just going to depend on him even more. Yep. They're not going to sit the whole offense. They need to keep it competitive. I mean, and I'm not, a, and, and the other thing I, I, I found out about the Houston Texans, um, since week 11, no, yeah, week 11, they've actually gone, gotten bad against the pass defense too. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I like this matchup with him. I'm going to have a lot of exposure to Travis Etienne, 6.4K. I, I think I want to get away from the chalk. It's going to be through him. But even then, I, what is he coming up right now in ownership? I, I haven't even looked at that part because... Um, I mean, there's other running backs that are I have way higher. Yeah, I have him pretty high. I have him as the third highest projected uh, coming in between 20 and 25%. So. He'll be very popular. Wow. Over here, I have him at 13. Yeah, that's what RG yeah. has him at, too. Roller Guns has him at 13% as well. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's just a, it's a, it's a great pivot point, maybe, but, like, if Travis, if Trevor Lawrence is out, that ownership is going to go skyrocket up, especially at 6.4K against them. Um, they did lose uh, that tackle, right, like two weeks ago. Uh, mm-hmm. Cam Robinson, was it? Uh, yeah. Their offensive line got a little bit worse, but I'm That's not worried about it. Say. I'm I am not worried about bit. it. Yeah, I, I, they are now, let me put this, the fourth worst offensive line in the league, according to my rankings. Wow. So I, I'm a little bit worried about, I mean, Houston's still really, really bad. And like you said, he's priced low enough that I don't think it matters. 
yeah. but I think there's a non-zero chance that he could get, you know, 14 for 42 or something, and you have to get there as a passing gamer with touchdowns. So yeah. All right, so then what you got? You got one more guy in the mid tier there. Yeah, well, I'm not going to talk about the the guy that you have because I almost didn't put him on my list because I've been trash talking this guy all year long, so <laughs> I can't I can't come in and tout him at the end of the year. So I'm going to go with uh, with Jarek McKinnon. Uh, this is a guy that I've been playing the last few weeks. Uh, obviously, he had a killer game a couple weeks ago against Denver. Uh, again, if there we talked about this in the game split show. If Kansas City is close, they're running McKinnon. If they get out ahead, they run Pacheco. Um, you know, and I, I think that, you know, I think that they're going to get out ahead early, uh, but it's going to be with McKinnon, right? I think he's going to continue to see that pass volume, and that's what you want on DraftKings, you know? One thing about Pacheco is they don't really use him in the pass game, right? We, you know, we talk about high-value touches, right? I post a chart every week in my thread, HVTs, right? Uh, identifying running backs to get high-value touches. He gets the third down receptions, and he gets the inside the five carries. So, like, I want to target the guys that are that are getting used in those spots, and he's only 6K. Yeah, good stuff. And the guy that you were talking about that you've been giving hate all year, I've been giving hate, too, because he uh, he crushed my, my dynasty. I, I thought I had him this year for dynasty. I was going to be able to use him, and, and unfortunately, up until now, he's been unusable, and that's Cam Akers. Uh, at 6.1, up against the Chargers. Chargers, I think, give up the worst uh, as far as yards per carry, uh, the worst in the league. And Cam Akers, I mean, he had a pretty good Christmas. Uh, what he had, twenty-three for one eighteen and three touchdowns. Um, Anybody that owned him had a good Christmas. Yes, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Anybody that owned him was already out of the playoffs, so it didn't matter. <laughs> whoa, whoa! I owned him. I owned him, and I started him in Brian's league, in Ryan Sirfoss league. Nice. What up? I'm in the finals. <laughs> Miracle. Miracle. Uh, but yeah, he's definitely been a lot better of late. Uh, he's been getting the volume. Uh, the last two games, he's over five uh, yards per carry. Uh, the eye test, he looks much closer than he did in the beginning of the season. He looks slow in the beginning of the season. I think he finally looks healthy. Uh, and the Rams have committed to him. Obviously, they cut Dar- Darrell Henderson, so they definitely uh, are committed to Cam Akers. So yeah, at 6.1, uh, I think he's still a viable play for sure. I agree. All right, let's move down into the value tier. And uh, Tim, go ahead and kick us off here. Oh, I thought you were going to hit the button. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. I'll hit it. I, I saw the, the spam on my screen and I was trying to block it before it got to be too much. So let me hit the button real quick. Lock it. So this guy already rated as one of my best running back plays of the week. And then Antonio Gibson was ruled out and officially became my top value. It's Brian Robinson. Uh, This is somebody that the commanders have committed to. He's gotten 20-plus carries in multiple weeks. And now he gets the absolute best matchup against the Cleveland Browns. If you guys look at my flow chart that I post every week, the Cleveland Browns have given up 20 RB1 or RB2 games. The next nearest team is at 17. There's a whole three-game difference between them yeah. and the next nearest team. So um, I think that, you know, when Gibson's out, they show that, you know, they're going to use him plenty. Like, he's going to get 20 touches at 5,200. I don't see how you just don't lock him in. Uh, you know, we usually target guys that get the pass game work on DraftKings, but sometimes guys are so cheap you just have to play them. Um, you know, the commanders, I think, you know, are projected to win this game. And like I said, they're, they're in the best possible matchup. So. All the kind of puzzle pieces fit together. Uh, if you want to pay up for a lot of the guys that we've been talking about, specifically at wide receiver, uh, you're going to have to go with these cheaper running backs. And I think he's the guy that you put in your lineup and figure it out elsewhere. 
Yeah, good stuff. And I think the, the good thing about Robinson and the Commanders is they're going to commit to the run. I mean, they were terrible last week, against, you know, running the ball. They averaged 2.6 yards per carry against the 49ers, and he still got 22 carries. They just did not stop giving him yeah. the ball. So I think they do that against the Cleveland Browns. He's going to have a much, much better game. So uh, I yeah, love Yeah, and with Wentz, I think that helps him that Wentz is starting because, you know, Heineke was a little bit more of a gunslinger, right? That's where he wears the number four after his uh, idol, Brett Favre. But, yeah. You know, Wentz's game plan is a lot more run the ball and try and play action, right? So I think mm-hmm. it fits in perfectly. Good stuff. Uh, Gerson, um, what you got? Yeah, the only way Brian Robinson's not going to meet value if he gets shot. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Curtis um, is trying to get us canceled on our last day of the our last game of the our show of the year. Oh, come on. Hey, that's not gonna get us canceled. <laughs> um well, it's twenty twenty three, don't get over it. Um so <clears throat> Brian Robinson's definitely gonna be my favorite play of the value. Um honestly, I was gonna have him as my lock of the week, and then I realized that Tim had him. I was like, damn you. He just beat me to the sh- the, the sheet. But, um, no, Tyler Algear, 5.3K. And this hurt coming from a Utah fan to a BYU player. Um, <laughs> I've never been a big Tyler Algear fan, but the thing is, he's getting the usage. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, the, the right Falcons now, Tyler, are. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tyler Algear, this season, he has a PFS rushing grade of 86.8. That's seventh among 40 running backs with 100-plus carries. That's pretty impressive. I mean. You're number seven, and you got drafted in the fourth round. His yards per carry, 4.9K, 4.9K, 4.9 yards per carry, tied for seventh in the league. Uh, his yards after contract contact is 3.5, tied for number six in the league. Missed tackle force per carry, 0.25, tied for fifth. I don't know what to tell you, man. I think this guy's just going to get the workload. Uh, they're kind of over the whole Patterson. No, they're just looking for the future, right? They don't yeah, care about exactly what right. you have. I mean, they're the reason why it's they the brought in. It's the rookie show there right now, right? It's the rookie show in Atlanta. Yeah. They're running out all I mean, the rookies. I mean, they're, they're the reason why they brought in the oldest-looking quarterback <laughs> I, I've ever seen in my life. I thought this guy was a freaking Vinny Testaverde or something, dude. Um, but what's his name? Uh, Ritter? Uh, yeah, what's Desmond his first name? Ritter. Desmond, Desmond yeah, Ritter. I mean, if yeah. you ever look at his picture, this guy looks like he's as old as Vinny Testaverde, man. <laughs> but... They brought in the rookies. They're just they're doing a showcase right now. They're gonna see who's coming in for next year, who they're gonna just release or trade or whatever. But it's the Tyler Algier show. I can actually on and I'm this is my hot take here. If you're doing GPP, I wouldn't be shocked if I see a lot of build like this: Tyler Algier, Brian Robinson, and then go pay up for all the wide receivers. Yeah, completely agree. You know, and stack them. The only other thing I will add to that is they rate as my number three in terms of offensive defensive line mismatch. So I think that looks very good for the running game. Nice. Good stuff. Um, all right. So y'all took the two top guys that I liked, Algier and, and Brian Robinson. Um, I had Dylan on my sheet, but I just noticed that uh, Aaron Jones is is now practicing and there's no questionable tag. So I don't like Dylan quite as much as I did before when I thought Jones might miss yeah. or be limited. Uh, so I'm going to go with Rashad White. Uh, he didn't have a great game last week. Uh, he did score a touchdown, so that kind of helped save his game, uh, save his week. But he's been getting the volume uh, over the last few weeks. He had 11 carries and five targets. To, you know, one week he had 13 and five a different week. 
Uh, he only got seven carries last week. Like I say, he did score the touchdown, so that helps. But uh, Rashad White, I do think, still gets a good amount of volume uh, in a, in a must-win game, really. I mean, this is basically, you know, who's going to be in the playoffs here between Carolina and Tampa Bay. So uh, I do like Rashad White at, at 5.5, a pivot off those two other guys that I like a whole lot more. But uh, White is definitely in play. All right. So I, want- like, I like Uncle Lenny on the other side there. Uh, I, you know, last, last couple of weeks, he's been playing more snaps than Rashad White. He got 20 touches last week. Uh, it seems like they're feeding the ball to Uncle Lenny. Uh, he was out with a foot injury, but it's the same Liz Frank injury he's been managing all season. So I expect him to play and get his normal compliment. It's, it's that time of year, right? It's playoff Lenny time, isn't it? And it is playoff Lenny time. Yep. That's right. All right. Let's get to the wide receivers. And now, wide receivers. receivers. All right, Gerson, go ahead and kick us off here. So, um, hold on. Elite tier, it's obvious. There's the, yeah. there's the best wide receiver in the NFL right now, yep. and there's nobody the biggest else. Biggest decision you have to make this week, right here. Yeah, it's a huge decision you have to make this week. Yeah, I said it earlier on in the chat row, in our DFS roundtable chat row. Um, I almost feel like I have to lock him in as the highest like price player. And that's yep. Mr. Justin Jefferson. This guy, he can legit break every wide receiver record this season. I don't know about you guys, but if I was uh, the coach, if I was the quarterback, I would make that. I'd do everything to do to make that happen yep. because that's historically great, especially for how young he is. This is his second, third season. Second third. season, Jeff? Third season. Third. third season. And he's about to be on a, like, uh, how do you put it? A stature of, like, we're talking, like, Calvin Johnson level. Ever. Yeah. Je- uh, Jerry John- uh, Jerry Rice, not Jerry Johnson. Uh, <laughs> well, you can mix Calvin Johnson and Jerry Rice together. That'd be awesome, right? Um, <laughs> but, I mean, if you do mix it, you have Justin Jefferson. What am I talking about here, you know? Uh, but, no, uh, Justin Jefferson. I mean, he is... 26 receptions away from breaking the all-time uh, reception record, right? And like 200 and something yards from breaking the all-time wide receiver yard season. Yep. Or the 2,000, he's going to break 2,000. 2,000 yards, But the yep. thing is, I don't think, and I wouldn't be shocked, if, Je- if Jefferson breaks it in this game, he's probably just going to sit out week 18 just to prove a yeah. point, you know? Because, like, think about it. I know the NFL is all about, oh, well, you did it in 18 games, dude. He don't yeah. want that. He wants to like, do it in nah. 17. He, did. he wants to get it done this week. And I know the price tag is have like high. It's 9,000, right? If I'm correct. Yep. You are 9,500. 9,500. But you remember when we were playing Cooper Cup, uh, almost 10K? I mean, this is what we're looking at. We're looking at Justin yep. Jefferson. I mean, he's about to have the all-time greatest wide receiver uh, season ever. I'm not scared. I'm going to play 9.5K. There is value. We have it at defense. We have a running back. We have a tight end. Jefferson going for the all-time receiving record, and the Vikings aren't going to go away from that. And yeah. no offense, I think the days of Jair Alexander, or whatever his name is, being yeah. a top elite cornerback, yeah, they're out. <laughs> he ain't stopping Jefferson. And he dominates them, too. Yeah, I mean, no yeah. one's stopping That's Jefferson, really. That's what I was really. going to say, is that the one thing about the Packers this year is they've committed to playing zone. They do not play man defense. So Jair Alexander stays on his side, and they showed it in the first game. They will run him opposite Jair Alexander every single play. They'll run him in the slot. They'll run him on the opposite side. They're not afraid to move him around, just like we talk about Cooper Cup, right? They find ways to get him the ball in space. 
That's not going to change this week. They're not going to change their offensive or defensive game plan, right? They're not going to suddenly start shadowing with Jair Alexander. And like Gerson said, even if they did, I don't know that it makes a difference, but they're not going to do it. They're going to play zone 70 to 80% of the game, and he's going to chew it up underneath, right? He's going to get the same 14 to 16 targets that he gets every week. And like Gerson said, last year at this time, Cooper Cup was $9,900, and we were still playing him. So, like, why would we not do that with Justin Jefferson? Yep. Uh, I know it's an outdoor game. It's on the road, all those things, but it doesn't matter. When you're chasing a record, uh, you're going to do everything you can. He knows he can hit this record, and he's going to try and hit it this week. And there's I also the, the the chance the Vikings still have the opportunity to get the number one seed. It's a long shot, yeah. but they still have a chance to get it, so they're going to play to win. So. And the um, same thing, like you said, they're really trying to lock in that number two, yep. right? They know the advantage of that, too, so... They got everything yeah, yeah. to play for. Plus, they keep the Packers out of the playoffs if they win, which yep. is, uh, you know, <laughs> obviously hey, a separate I'm, motivation. I'm, I'm going to do this. If Justin Jefferson gets a 200-yard game or just a big-ass game, I'm going to have my nephew do the gritty, and I'm going to post it on Twitter. So look out for that. <laughs> yeah. Good so, stuff. I mean, we were saying earlier, you pay Jared Goff, you play Tyler Algier, you play Brian Robinson. Who are you going to pay up for? Justin, uh, Jefferson. Justin Jefferson. I think there's one other guy, if you don't mind, I'll go ahead and talk about him. Yep. And that's Amon Ross St. Brown at 7,800. Um, I am trying to jam these two guys into my lineup because I think that they have the highest potential on the slate. Uh, like you said, Detroit Lions are still playing for a playoff spot. They're at home. He absolutely smoked the Chicago Bears the last time they played, and their defense is worse than it was at that time. Um, so, you know, the last couple of weeks, they've been on the road. Right, golf hasn't been uh, you know targeting him as much. That bo- that pops right back this week. So I, I you know we'll we'll talk about how we get it. You know we talked about a couple of cheap punts earlier, and obviously we'll get defense. But how do you you know who are you paying up for? It's Jefferson and and St. Brown, and I'm going to try and have them in, in a lot of my lineups together. Nice, I like it. Uh, just because we got so many mid tier and value tiers, I'm just going to mention your guy Gerson that you still have in the elite tier. Jamar Chase, obviously, still always in play. Uh, but I'm gonna kick off the mid tier here with uh, with my guy. Uh, he came through big last week, but uh, Keenan Allen, uh, 7K. You know he's that guy that's always in 7K range. Uh, doesn't score touchdowns, but he gets a shit ton of, of targets and, and catches. So uh, at 7K, I always play Keenan in a lot of my cash lineups. I don't know if he'll make it to my cash lineup this week or not, but at 7K uh, versus the Rams, I like Keenan a lot in the mid tier. Uh, Tim, what you got? Go ahead, Gerson. What you got? You're on mute. <laughs> he had a whole ass right, point right. to make. And oh, no, no, no. The button. no, no, I, I was burping. Uh, but anyway, I fucked up. Yeah, Jamar Chase is not on the slate. I just forgot to erase that. Oh, I was like, I, I didn't even look at I, I just saw the name on there. I was like, all right, let's move on to the next. But yeah, you're right. They're playing Monday night. I didn't realize. I didn't even think about that. My bad, dog. All good. All good. Uh, I Tim. mean, we can play him, but he's not going to be there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Tim, what you got for your mid-tier? The guy that I like in the mid-range is Chris Godwin, right? Uh, We didn't talk about Brady during the quarterbacks, but I actually like Brady this week. I don't know if I'll end up getting to a Brady stack, but, um, you know, he's he's had really good games at home. You know, he's not quite at the golf level where he's, uh, you know, terrible on the road and and really good at home. But, you know, I think he's got the potential to throw for 300 yards and multiple touchdowns this week. And how does he does that? He, he targets his number one receiver, right? Mark, Mike Evans is no longer the number one receiver in this offense. It is Chris Godwin. Over the last four weeks, 10 targets, 8 targets, 9 targets, 13 targets. The week before that, he also had 13 targets. So at 6,800, uh, you know, talked about it with Keenan Allen. 
We target Keenan Allen because of the constant, uh, sorry, the consistent target volume. Well, you also get that with Chris Godwin yep. at two hundred dollars less. Yep, absolutely. Um, all right, Gerson, what you got for your mid tier? Um, hold on to answer Albert Taco's question. Hey man, quick question on Flash Draft where it says include bonus. Is is that extra? You win. I don't play Flash Draft very often. Do you, Jeff? So yeah, I do play Flash Draft. I'm trying to figure out what he says. It includes bonus. Uh, oh, I think that's when you when they reach a certain point of entries, they increase the 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 payout. I think is what that is. They, they there's a certain bonus round. If you get to a certain amount of entries, they add extra money into it. That's what the bonus is. All right, Gerson, what you got? Um, hit the drop. Hit the drop. Oh, shit. Lock, Lock it, it in. in. Sorry, I'm off my game tonight. I'm trying to do research at the same time here. Yeah, Tim, it's week 17. You don't give a fuck about us. You know? <laughs> I still love you. It's all good. Yeah, yeah, all right. I mean, it's, it's, it's holiday season. I'm, my mom told me to be good to people. Um, uh, no, uh, Garrett Wilson, man. So I, I did this a couple weeks ago. But it was the opposite way. I told you guys what the with Garrett, with, without Zach Wilson and with the, Zach Wilson. Now I'm going to tell you without Zach Wilson. Uh, Garrett Wilson, without Zach Wilson, 10 targets per game, 9.2 first three targets per game, 111 air yards per game, 18 expected fantasy points per game, 19.3 fantasy points per game, 91 yards per game. I mean, whew. A, over a full season, that would rank him 7th best, 4th best, 10th best, 6th best, 6th best, 3rd best, 2nd best. Keep in mind, he's a rookie. That's pretty damn impressive. As a rookie, and I'm telling you this, I watched Thursday Night Football, sadly, but I only watched <laughs> it because I had money on prize picks. That's the only way I was going to watch it. I'm a degenerate guy. He, he meant to say uh, underdog, which is our sponsor, by the way. That's what I was yeah. going to say. I had my money on underdog. That's the <laughs> uh, well, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, underdog. Uh, anyway, but, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, Garrett Wilson, he's talented, but his quarterback has to get him the ball. And uh, Zach Wilson did try. But when you think you're John Elway and could do a cross-country football pass <laughs> yeah, all the way across the field, ridiculous. and it comes up five yards short, and Garrett Wilson's looking at you like, what the fuck are you passing me the ball now, you know? <laughs> That shows something. I'm excited for Mike White to come back. He's 5,500. 5, he's going to be, and we remember this. this is only, it was only like four weeks ago when we had him at the same price tag. He's going to be highly owned, and we kept playing him because he kept getting what? 18-point game, 20-point yep. game, 25-point game. This is the same week. Don't get cute with it. Play Garrett Wilson. Absolutely. I agree. All right, uh, so in my mid-tier, we'll get a couple more of these mid-tier guys in really quick. Uh, I like DK Metcalf versus the Jets at 6.9. Uh, I know Jets is a pretty tough defense, but Metcalf has been doing pretty well. And Lockett, I know he's playing. I don't know how healthy he's going to be, so I do think the targets go Metcalf's way. Uh, I didn't fully jinx him last week. I made him the lock of the week last week, and he, he had a decent game. Not a great game, but at 6.9, uh, I do still like Metcalf a little bit. Uh, you have anybody else in your mid-tier, Tim, you want to mention real quick? Yeah, real quick. Um, Christian Watson was limited in practice. Uh, he was DMP a couple times this week. If Christian Watson does not play, I'm playing Alan Lazard. Um, his splits without Christian Watson, he's averaging almost 10 targets a game. 
at 5,400. You know you beat Minnesota through the past. Rodgers is much better at home. Uh, so, yeah, if, if we don't see Christian Watson this weekend, I think you lock in Alan Lazard. All right. I just, I'm kind of shocked you haven't mentioned Keenan Allen. Yeah, we I, did talk about Keenan Allen. I did. He was the first player I mentioned <laughs> that in the mid-tier. That was start of the mid-tier, yeah. Was oh, that what you said? <laughs> yeah, that oh, was. I thought you said. <laughs> of course. Yeah, no, Keenan. I even, I even noticed I have him twice on my mid-tier uh, thing. I have him as the number one. In the he num- wanted to make sure he mentioned <laughs> Make sure I didn't. Oh, uh, yeah. oh, 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 my bad. I meant A.J. Brown. So like two, okay. two, yeah, go ahead. and I actually meant that to Tim, not you. Um, but AJ Brown, I like him at seventy eight hundred. I think he's going to be a little bit lower on. But other than that, I think that's pretty much all the mid-tier guys we have. Um, yeah, we have Christian Kirk. Hard to, Christian Kirk's uh, on the list as well. Six K. Yeah. You know, if if, if Trevor yeah, Lawrence Christian plays, Kirk. I think he's a good mid-tier play as well. Agreed. All right, let's move down into the value tier here, and uh, we'll go to you first, Tim. Yeah, it's the end of the season. I can't believe I get to say it. Every, it seems like we've said this multiple times this year, but it's time to light the torch one last time. Uh, Greg Dorch at 3K. Obviously, I'm a little bit less uh, happy about this play with David Blau starting. I thought with either Colt McCoy or Trace McSorley, uh, who both heavily target their slot receivers, that this was going to be a great play. I still may end up going this route. Is at 3K, he's just so damn cheap. Yep. Uh, but this is basically a punt play that you know gets consistent targets. Uh, we'll see what David Plow. Uh, but you know, if you want to be able to fit in St. Brown and, and Justin Jefferson and some of the other guys we've talked about, you're going to have to punt somewhere. And I think he's probably the safest punt on the board. Most people have him projected for nine to ten points at 3K. That's all you really need. Did yeah. you guys see who they have at backup quarterback behind David Blau? It's McSorley, isn't it? DeAndre Hopkins. I don't know who is it. <laughs> it's got to be oh, someone like emergency quarterback or something. No, it, it's pretty close. He's in Texas, but he's flying back over there right now. His name is Jared Jared uh, Good. The Jetty Express. <laughs> he's gonna feed the Dorch. He's just gonna feed him because that's how much he loves him. He loves Greg Dorch. I mean, he always says, "Light the torch for Greg Dorch." You know. I mean, yeah. this guy. I've never seen anybody love a football player more than him. He loves him more than. Justin Jefferson, I'm like, dude, are you a Viking fan or are you a Greg Dorch fan? <laughs> the thing about Dorch, too, that I like in this situation, I know you mentioned the quarterback, but they find ways to get him the ball creative, you know, creatively. Like, they, you know, little screens yeah. and that kind of stuff where they just get the ball in his hands, let him do some stuff with it. So I do think that he still has some value with the bad quarterback. He, he's ever seen everybody else thought Rondell Moore would be. <laughs> yeah, you're 100% right. 100% right. Um, Gerson, what you got for your, uh, your values here? Um, I'm going to go back right to the well. Um, I talked about him almost the last three weeks, I think. Um, Greg London. I mean, this was the high, the best, what, to me? He was my 101 wide receiver, basically, in this rookie draft. Um, Greg London, he's still underpriced at yeah. 4.9K. Um, I know it's not 3K like Greg Doyle, but still, for the he's going to get targeted. We talked about it early on, early on the... They're doing a showcase. They're seeing who's going to be there, who's not going to be there. Well, I have news for you. Uh, Drake London's going to be there for the next 10 years. He's not going to be there only for this year. Uh, Drake London's going to get peppered with targets. I get it. The, the matchup is not what you want, but he's going to get the target. He's going to get probably eight targets for that price range. And he's been crushing value every week. So I'm going right back to the well. Yep, I like that call. And and I liked him last week too when you called him out because I didn't even see him. I didn't really pay attention to him last week. But yeah, he's been doing really well lately. So I, I like know. Him. I wish I played him in my main one, my like single entrance. 
And I kept going back and forth, and I did it, and I regretted it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll tell you one guy that was very chalky last week that I'm going to go back to the well on this week is Richie James. Absolutely. Um, they had 12 targets last week, and he's still, what, 4,400? Um, I talked about it with Saquon. The Giants are going to try and win this game. Indianapolis Colts are a little bit easier to attack in the slot. And like you said, they find ways to get him the ball. So, you know, if there's anybody that projects for even close to 10 targets at 4,400, you're going to play him. So. I like the London call, but for 500, I also like Richard James. Yeah, agreed 100%. Um, I also have uh, Brandon Cooks uh, at 4.8. Um, yeah, we saw him last week catch a touchdown. He had nine targets. Uh, the Texans, you know, despite being the worst team in the NFL, have played some very competitive games, actually beat the Titans last week, played the, the Cowboys close, played the, the Chiefs close. So they're not mailing it in. So I think Brandon Cooks can still have a good game here. Uh, at 4.8, that's you know a pretty cheap price for a guy getting that kind of volume with that kind of upside. I know the situation with the quarterback's not great, uh, but uh, Brandon Cooks is, is one of my top values there at 4.8. Uh, let's see. Is there anybody else we want to mention? Gersh, you want to talk about Rashid Shahid? Yeah, Shahid. I mean, I, I wish he did a little better last week, but still, um, Rashid Shahid, I, I was a little, I was kind of, I let you guys get in my mind, get in my head, you know. I let you guys mind ask me, you know, and uh, I, I got off him, but still, he went four. For now four, he's censored four. after after seventeen shows. Now he's mind f instead of saying the actual word. <laughs> what are they gonna do? Like block us on YouTube on our seventeenth show, you yeah. know? Um, Rashid Shahid, four K against Philadelphia. He's not gonna he's not gonna get shadowed by uh, uh, Slate uh, Slay, so. Uh, I don't even know what they're gonna. They're just gonna. They're gonna blow out the Saints, and they're gonna want to do it because they gotta. I love that call that Tim made about they're trying to get a worse take. So you know they're just gonna shove it down there. So honestly, yeah. I wouldn't be shocked if Jalen Hurts like, "Hey, what's up? I'm here. I'm gonna play for the first <laughs> half, and that's it." You know. Yes. But yeah, Rashid Shaheed, he's still getting the volume. He's still getting targeted. Honestly, a lot of people won a lot of money last week because Vegas had him for like only like. I think 34 yard uh, total and people picked the over and they got screwed. But uh, it's just a 4K, but I think I'd rather go to Greg Dorch, bro, though. Yeah, I like Dorch as well. Hey, one guy real quick that was called out in the chat that I didn't have on my list, the guy I played last week and worked out really good for me is Jahan Dotson. Uh, a lot of people are going to tell you that Carson Wentz was better with Curtis Samuel, but he also had a ton of targets to Dotson. Dotson. Yep. So at 4,600, he seems to be the preferred target around the red zone, and those are the targets that I want. So I'm going right back to Jahan Dotson again this week, particularly you don't with think, You don't think Ward's going to be on him? No. I don't think that they're. I think they're going to play a side. Yeah, I think it's more likely going to be on McLaurin. Yeah, the one that yeah the one that suffered the most when Winston's quarterback was McLaurin. It wasn't until yeah. Heineke came in there that he actually played right well. I think well. McLaurin is clearly the fade this week. Agreed. Uh, so my my one last value guy there, I got Jacoby Myers at five K, and this is more of a uh, a personal hope uh, because one of my bold calls this uh, off season was uh, Myers would get five touchdowns this year uh, after having only two his first entire career. Uh, he's sitting at four right now, so he needs one more touchdown. So I'm going to go out on the limb and say he gets a touchdown in this game. Uh, he's been getting targets. He got seven targets last week, six weeks before that. Uh, you know, he's obviously kind of that uh, Keenan Allen light where he gets just a ton of targets. He doesn't score a lot, but uh, at 5K versus Miami, I do like that call. All right, it's time for the defense. 
Defense, 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 defense. All right, Tim, kick us off here on the defense. You must be so happy, Jeff, because your 49ers defense is the chalk this week. You know, everybody's like, oh, man, you got to find the 2,900. They're playing against Jared Stidham. And I don't disagree. I mean, like you said, they're still playing to win in this game. Uh, what's his name? Bosa said he's feeling the best that he's felt in his whole career. You know, they're, they're a solid defense, right? This would be a great play even against Derek Carr. But now that you know you get Jared Stidham, um, I think for most people, particularly in cash, I think you want to find your way to the 2,900 for 49. I really do. Um, if you can't afford that 2,900, uh, the next defense I think that is passable is the Patriots against Teddy Bridgewater, right? I think those are the two that I'm targeting. If I can find, uh, if I can't afford the 2,900, I'm going to at least try and get 2,600. Uh, but I really think you find the 2,900 this week. Yeah, you said I would be happy that they're the chalk. I'm actually not happy that they're the chalk because it seems like the chalk every week that we get the chalk defense, they end up not doing so well. So I, agree. Uh, I yep. hope they're not doing, I hope they're not the chalk, but they will be. At 2,900 versus Stidham, they got to be. Uh, I think Shanahan came out and made a comment that they could sit uh, Bosa for the next two games and he still would defensive player of the year. He's just been that good. Um, so yeah. I think he eats in this game versus this this Raiders yeah. offensive line for sure. And like, uh, and like Gerson said earlier in the show, like, this isn't a motivated Raiders team, right? This is a Raiders team that's given up. Yep. So I mean, would, I be, <laughs> would I be surprised if they give up five sacks and a couple turnovers and one of them goes for a touchdown? Yeah. Um, of course, uh, you know, chalk defense can always fail. And I think in tournaments, fading them is a legitimate strategy because they're going to be very popular. But in cash, I don't see how you get away from them. Yeah. Uh, my my punt defense is uh, is your is your guys the the Packers at two point three. Uh, I know that offense is good. We just went on a whole spiel about Justin Jefferson being really good, but uh, the Packers actually have been doing pretty well, at least fantasy wise for defenses. So I I, I do yeah. like them at two point three. Uh, you definitely can't go wrong with with a with a cheap defense like that because we've seen it before with cheap defenses that we think are going to get blown out end up having a really good game, divisional game as well. So the Packers know the Vikings so. Uh, I think that's a really good play at 2.3. Garson, you had a couple. One thing I will add to that is we always say if you're going to pay all the way down at defense, make sure they won't get you negative points. The one thing about the Packers' defense is at least you'll know they won't give you negative points. Yep, agreed. Garson, you got a bunch of defenses there that we haven't talked about yet, the Chiefs and the Giants. Go ahead and mention both of them. I mean, it's just more against the quarterback they're playing. So to me, I always target quarterbacks that I believe are going to get turned over. but honestly, I think I'm going to have a lot of exposure to basically the 49er defense like you guys will. I mean, we got the Chiefs against Russell Wilson, and I don't like I get people all of a sudden. I love it. I, this is what I love about the NFL. Who are the only people that support their quarterback? The wide receiver. So when Russell Wilson sucks and he gets backed on on Twitter this week, all of a sudden, Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler come out. I didn't, I didn't see the defense come out there and say, oh, yeah, let's support a quarter. No, it's not going to happen. But 3.8K for the Chiefs is a little bit more expensive. For the Giants, it's against, uh, well, if, I, if, if I'm reading this, if I remember this correct, I saw a post saying that the, the Colts haven't converted on a third down yes. in the, like the last four weeks or something like that. It's crazy. It's a crazy stat. But Nick Foles is starting. Nick, Nick Foles, yeah. I mean, yeah, he had three picks last week. He looked bad, bad, terrible. bad. Yep. So I like this. So 
it's against Nick Foles. I know it's a little bit more pricier, but if you get a little bit contrarian, that's the way to go. Um, but I think, uh, and I don't mean to, I, I get that the whole Sharks defense is this and that, been busting, but last week it didn't really bust. I mean, who, who was yeah. the Sharks defense last week? Who were they? Uh, I mean, I had the Bears defense. I, I mostly played the Bears, yeah. I, I pretty much yeah, covered the so, defense last week. But I, I, that, that's, I'll say the same thing I said last week. Oh, the Eagles, the Bears defense Eagles was did cheap. pretty well, too. Yeah. Yeah. But the thing is, like, um, what's their name? Uh, this week's defense, number one, the 49ers defense 49ers. right now, 2.9K, right? Yeah. That's so cheap for a yeah. team that has high up rushing upside facing a bad situation. You're not if you you're not gonna lose or like your roster is gonna your roster is gonna bust because of them. Yep. Correct. Yeah. You're gonna it's gonna bust because of everything else you have. I mean, really, like, that that price it. tag is almost disrespectful in a way because even with it, Derek Carr, it, it even is. with Derek Carr, I think it was like two point nine oh, is really oh, cheap. You take it easy there, forty nine <laughs> ten. Okay, don't make me come over there. there. I know where you I know where you sleep. <laughs> uh, yeah. So the, I I agree one hundred percent with everything you just said. Uh, let's go ahead and jump into our stacks. Going for two.com's weekly stack report. So, Gerson, I'm going to go to you first because I, I love the way you listed your guys there. There's one particular yeah. guy that you d- didn't name, but go ahead and talk about your stack. Yeah, well, I have, I've had uh, two weeks off work and I decided to catch up on the Harry Potter series. Uh, it, 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 hey, man. When I was a kid, I was a kid once. I want to be a kid again when I had when I had no responsibility. And they told me you can take vacations. I'm like, oh, sweet, dude, I'm out. You know, I'm like, what? Is, what would I do as a kid? Everyone's wondering, like, what the hell is he talking about? How, how does this have to do with Harry Potter? But go ahead. <laughs> let, let me let me finish, man. Let me finish. It's not Tim. It's not Ron Weasel. Tim, okay. <laughs> it's uh, Jared Goff, Voldemort, Amon Ross St. Brown, and run it back with Cole Komet. Now, I can't speak about Voldemort because he might be somewhere else later. Yeah, there's a player that he can't mention because he's going to be in the next segment that we're going to do. If you know, if you've been watching this show long enough, you probably already know. Uh, Tim, what you got for your stack? Yeah, I mentioned uh, Christian Watson. I think there's a good chance he sits in this game. And if he does, I love Alan Lazard. So I'm going to go with Kirk Cousins, Justin Jefferson, who's going to try and break the record and bringing it back with Alan Lazard. And if you've watched the show this year, you know any time that Tim picks the Vikings to do good, uh, they always do good. So definitely listen to his stack this week for sure. Uh, so I went with uh, with Trevor Lawrence, ETN, Christian Kirk, and bringing it back with Brandon Cooks, kind of at uh, uh, a little bit of a mid-tier stack there with some of the guys that are just all in that same uh, price range. So uh, I like that stack a lot this week versus Houston. All right, let's go ahead and get to the last call, the last uh, sick call of the year. And now, the sick call of the week. I will go ahead and kick it off since uh, we couldn't name the guy earlier, but Voldemort, in case you didn't figure it out, uh, is Jamison Williams. He is my sick call at 3.4 versus Chicago. Uh, if you saw my tweet on Twitter, I did put out that this is Jamison Williams week. Uh, he's playing at home. He's on the turf or, you know, obviously they're much faster. Speed guys are much faster on the turf. The coaches came out and said they want to get him more work over the last two weeks. Uh, he, he he himself came out and said that he's been really uh, studying with the older receivers on the team to, to learn, you know, the intricacies of the game. Everything's lining up perfectly for him to have a big week this week at 3.4. I love I love Jameson Williams this week. I think this is his breakout week. So 
Uh, I don't. I wouldn't play him in championship for fantasy season long, but uh, in DFS, I'll take a shot on him at three point four. That he has a big game. Tim, what you got? Yeah, I, I think the real shit call this week is uh, we talked about earlier. Greg Dortch. I mean, he's three K. I don't know how you really get away from him, but a guy I really like this week is Russell Gage. I was actually shocked I had not used him as a sit call because uh, you know he's been a decent play all year. Uh, he's you know the number three receiver obviously in Tampa Bay, but it seems like Tom Brady's been looking at him as much as he looks at like Michael Mike Evans, right? And he's like half the price. So last week he was my um, punt play on the three-game slate. That paid off well for me. Uh, so I'm going to go right back to him again this week. Uh, if you're looking for, you know, somebody in that under 4K range that's not Greg Dort, he's probably my favorite play other than Jamo. Good stuff. Uh, Gerson, what you got for your sick call? I don't know if you guys noticed this, but I have the most sick call hit on the season. I was just going to say that, man. You just stole my thunder. I was just going to give you props. You have the most hits. You get the last one, so let's go. Yeah, for the for the guy who hates but, but, the sick but, call segment, he, uh, he has the most hits. But Tim can actually tie me, so. Um, yeah, um, this week, uh, Lord Voldemort, I, I, I loved him. Did you raise my sick call, or did I not? No. You didn't put one in there. In. No, I had him. I I okay. didn't see I didn't see one in there. If you had one, who is it? He doesn't remember. Well, it was us. a defense. It was a defense. Oh, it, it was the Atlanta Falcons defense. Okay. So I had the Atlanta Falcons defense as my sick call of the week. Um, I don't do defense. I actually do defense more than all you guys. Um, uh, but I think the Atlanta Falcons defense can be sneaky good this week against a quarterback of David. Wow! Come on! Wow! I mean, <laughs> yeah! Wow! You know, like that's the, the way I put it. Call was a defense, so I like it. Yeah. So I, I'm going back to the well, man. Sick call of the week, going defense because I felt sick the first time I called it, and the last time for week 17, man. Um, it, honestly, don't have a heavy exposure to this sick call, obviously, because I mean, I, well, we just mentioned like that. We just mentioned, you know, we did this for 17 weeks. I've hit on four. Uh, Tim's hit on five and you've hit on six. So it's not something that you really want to, you really want to play a lot of. This is just a, a fun segment that we like to do here just to see what we can do for the season and keep track of yeah. it. So, I mean, it, 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 this been a fun segment for you guys. For me, it sometimes hurts me because I hate to tout players <laughs> that I don't want to play when I play a little of, you know, but it's just a fun segment. We do, what is this? This year seven, Jeff? I don't even know anymore. It's Damn, six, man. seven, something like that. I, I get, I lose track. Um, I, I'm gonna throw in an honorary sit call, and I'm gonna put Jordan Mason in there. I don't want to put him now because I already used him once before this year. But uh, I like Jordan Mason. If there's gonna be a, a blowout there, I think he gets all the work in the second half there with Christian McCaffrey getting a rest. Um, but uh, J-Mo is, is is my pick 100 percent this week. <laughs> Jeff is like, I'm gonna sneak in there and try to catch up to you, G. So <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna put three more. I'm gonna throw two in there to see if I can get two. <laughs> Sneak in Jordan Mason. <laughs> anyway, I can get Mason in there. I'm gonna do it. Exactly. We're a 49er fan. All right, fellas. So this will be our last uh our last show for the regular season. We're not gonna do week 18 because it's a shit show and we just can't, you know, you just can't figure out week 18. However, me and Tim are gonna come through for y'all for wild card weekend, and we're gonna do a show. Uh, for a wild card weekend, get some stuff. We've never done playoffs before. We're going to try it again. We're going to try it this year and see how it works out for us. But there's a shit ton of games that wild card weekend. So plenty for us to talk about. 
Uh, unfortunately, Gerson won't be able to make it for that show, but me and Tim will hold it down and, and give you all some good plays for that week. So check us out. We'll skip next week, but then check us out the following week for the for the wild card weekend. All right, let's go around the room. Gerson, we'll go to you first, man. Give us uh, your Twitter handle and, uh, and the, the Facebook page one last time. Well, before I can send myself off, I just want to say thank you to everybody that tuned in every day, week in, week out. Um, honestly, the comments, the questions, the support that we have from all you guys. We wouldn't be doing this without you guys' support. And honestly, it, it just wouldn't be the same. We'd be just three guys talking football. Nothing wrong with that because we love talking football. But at the same time, we love the feedback. We love giving you guys advice. And honestly, it's awesome to get DM saying, hey, I hit this, I hit that. Thank you yeah. for this and everything. I mean, that's the best part of it. Um, this is a free program. This is, we don't charge people or anything. Um, but shout out to all you guys. Without you guys, this show wouldn't exist. I think I'm pretty sure this is week, This is year five at least, or year six at least. But I've known Jeff for a while though. But cheers <laughs> to all you guys. Uh, Tim, Jeff, always the best. Uh, you can find me at Fantasy GDFS. There's obviously not going to be a Sunday show. I'm pretty sure because it's Championship Week and we don't really have that much. Talk about right, Jeff. I don't know if you got to talk to Zach. He's the man there. I don't know if he's going to do one or not. Yeah, but if not, we'll, we'll, we'll announce it. But you can find me there with Zach, Benny, uh, Jamie, and and myself. Um, but other than that, guys, best of luck. Yeah, I'm not going to be there on the playoff season, but it's just because it's been a long season, guys. 17 yeah. weeks. I have 22 fantasy football leagues. Like. <laughs> I just got to take a mental break and it's just been exhausting and it's been awesome though. Like honestly, this has been probably the funnest football, fantasy football season. And I just gave you guys the longest outro ever. (laughs) Yeah. I'll just end that by saying, um, I agree with everything he said. It's been a great year. I've had a great year in cash. I've had a great year kind of in general, uh, way up on the year. Uh, And part of that is because of the weekly thread I do every week in the DFS round table. I go all around yes, the internet yes. and gather the best info for y'all so you don't have to. That's how I prep for my research. I've had multiple people hop in there and tell me that they won money because of the info that I gave them. It's, you know, it's valuable for underdog. It's valuable for DFS. So definitely jump in there. You can also find me on Twitter at KetoDFS. Yep. Yeah, I just echo their thoughts as well, guys. Everybody that's in the chat right now, thank you all for coming through. Uh, you know, week in and week out, we'd love to see the comments in there. It definitely makes the show more enjoyable. We can see y'all commenting, asking us questions. Uh, you know, appreciate each and every one of y'all. Uh, <laughs> triple triple Dizzle wants, uh, wants Tim to say, go Vikes, go, just one, one time. But no. I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> Who the hell is Triple Dizzle? We know him, right? I don't know. I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. If you tune in in two weeks. I will give a skull chant if I win the million dollars this weekend. Otherwise, <laughs> right. not happening. Yeah, Tim will do anything well, for that million damn. dollars. Forget the skull chant. If I, win a million, if I win a million dollars, I'll chant whatever the fuck you want. That's exactly, <laughs> exactly right. Exactly. The only way I will ever say those words. That is the only way. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, again, this is the last show this year. We'll do a playoff show. Uh, as always, guys, you know, Glad to have y'all in the chat. Hope everybody has a good, safe new year. And uh, we will see y'all in 2023. For Tim, for Gerson, I'm Jeff. See y'all in uh, in two weeks. Put it up. Put it up. Go, Pat, go. We're getting a playoff. Ah.
Not this year, dude. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs>